It's brunch with the Hollowells. Here's a quote from Sean. It's marvelous. They'll do anything I want. They'll slaughter their friends, kill each other, eat chocolate, go to the beach. <laughs> That's pretty diabolical. Eat chocolate. I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> uh, th- well, I don't know. Ryan, do you think you know who this is? Oh, no, I don't think so. You have no idea? Okay. Well, this a person was referring to what she can do with vampires. She can make them do all of this stuff. Because I am speaking about Marnie Stonebrook from True Blood. Oh, okay. Oh, I... I've I only watch that every now and again. I didn't watch it when it was on, and I watch it on uh, HBO, and I go through phases, and it's taken me a long time to make it through the series. Yeah, so she is super delighted that she can control vampires. So this woman, who is a medium first witch second, gets possessed by an ancient witch, but turns out Marnie has the gift of stealing people's auras or powers or something like that and she actually stole the ancient witch's power and started using it for her own bidding because at first she was possessed and then it turns out that she was actually making a lot of the decisions (laughs) and so um she had the power to control vampires and have them do whatever she wanted you know rogue from x-men steals people's powers lord (laughs) anyway yeah that's uh that's how she got her powers of uh flight and super strength, and mm-hmm. about everything else you associate with Rogue. Well, Marnie is played by Fiona Shaw, who is an amazing actress, and I did have higher hopes for the witch season of True Blood. I don't know if they were represented the best that they could be, but I still think that Marnie's pretty badass, so I wanted to quote her today. And you did. I'm proud. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Brunch with the Hollowells. That was our quote from Rob, the Charm Fanatic. And Sean, I'm watching it for the first time. And today we have a special guest with us. Returning back uh, to Brunch with the Hollowells is Ryan L. Terry. Welcome back, Ryan. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, it's uh, been too long, so I'm glad we can have uh, our power of three time together this evening. <laughs> oh, this morning. It is it is brunch. <laughs> Very good. And can we just point out, Rob, while, this is, while you're listening to this on Sunday, we're actually at brunch right now as we're talking. Oh, yeah. No, I plan on <laughs> posting like some pictures of our day out. Yeah, so while you guys are listening to this, we are out um, brunching it up like a bunch of gays and <laughs> watching some drag on top of that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. We're out there having some fun and getting messy. Mm-hmm. I, we better be messy. I, I don't, I'm predicting the future obviously cause we're recording earlier, but yes, we <laughs> should be messy by the time you're hearing this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a lot to cover today. I don't think we have any witch news. Well, you do. You finished Sabrina. You're done. She finished Sabrina. It was so good. I'm so excited for the next season. I, it was very strong. Spoiler it- alert. They make it to another season. Everybody lives. Ugh. Thanks a lot, Sean. God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> i'll flog myself when i get home no it was good yeah it's really good okay no i am definitely going to start this weekend it is my goal to at least get through the first episode and check it out 
this bitch at work was i told her i'm watching it and she goes oh so it gets better i'm like when was it not better like did you not like season two or something my god well if you tuned in last week we did another debate of Witch Witch, <laughs> and it was between uh, Eveline from The Wiz and Mel from, from The New Charmed. From The New Charmed, and it was who would win at Prices Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have uh, the winner of that Witch Witch and a little bit of a spotlight of our judge. So this comes from Anthony Foss. Uh, Seco, I pray to God I got his last name right. <laughs> Kill me if I didn't. Um, but this is a uh, Patreon uh, subscriber. So again, thank you so much, Anthony, for your support. He writes, This week's Witch Witch was a pretty close call. But I have to say that Rob's argument was slightly better than Sean's. You always Ooh. find people to vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> um well, Rob, Rob is out there more, Sean. A lot more people get to interact with him. So I think you got you got to start uh, putting yourself out there. That is not why I won this. And if you <laughs> let me read, he will tell you why I won. <laughs> no, uh, so he says winning the Price is Right relies heavily on knowing the current price of items. So that's where I won. In this generation, while Eveline may be a thrifty witch out of the two, it may lead her to the low ball her answers and get knocked out of the running to win. Uh, personally, uh, he also thinks that Mel would have won because she's got the nifty power to freeze time and she can simply sneak a peek <laughs> at the prices at any given time. I don't know why I didn't think about that. I forgot she had a power. I could have easily just said that. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. <laughs> but I thought reals. that was very, very clever for him um, noticing that. So a little bit about uh, Anthony. His favorite sister is Piper. Especially now that we are getting into season four, she really steps into the big sister role and blossoms into one of the most badass witches of all times. My favorite episode is at the end of season five. I'm not going to say the title, but it combines two of his favorite things and really sets the stage for what is to come in future seasons. He is correct on that. And then we asked him how has Charmed affected his life. Charm has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. I was only four years old when the show premiered, and it was an instantly one of my mom's favorite shows. It is my go-to show whenever I don't know what to watch, and in turn, I've seen every episode more than I can count. Let's be honest, if there was a religion dedicated to Charm, I would be a part of it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we asked him how he found out about brunch with the hollowells and he says i found bwth just looking for new podcasts to listen to on my commute and decided to see what charm podcasts were out there i tested a couple out but was immediately hooked on this one the chemistry and banter between you two makes for a great hour of my day once a week p.s and this is for you sean I started watching Buffy and Angel because of all the times you guys would reference it on the show. Yes. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I did. Charmed is still my favorite, but I cannot believe it took me this long to discover the true gem that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Blessed Yay. be. Anthony. Spreading the love. Yeah. 
And um, yes, and we encourage anyone out there who has never seen Buffy to try it out. I think that if you enjoy Charm, you'll definitely love Buffy for what it is. So definitely check that out. All right, so I won, and let's get to our show. Shut up. <laughs> uh, all right, so we are doing episode five, season four, Size Matters. This originally aired October 25th, 2000, so technically this was the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Nell uh, Scovell, directed by Noel uh, uh, no- Nosek. Guest stars include Ronaldo Rosales as uh, Finn, Richard McGregor as Treat Taylor, Heather Marie Marsden, I don't know if there's any relation <laughs> to that, uh, as Claudia, and then we have uh, Robert Englund as our Villain of the Week, Gamel. And Way special, to bury the lead. <laughs> and special well, there's no, there's no, there's no lead up to that. You're just gonna, you're just gonna drop that name as if he's some, some, uh, rant, just any other guest star when he is uh, uh, horror and Halloween royalty, and it's the Halloween episode. You can't just, you can't just, uh, and Robert England. It's, it's so anticlimactic. We will definitely get to him as we <laughs> <laughs> get through the episode, but yes. Uh, also, special guest star is Dave Navarro. This episode scored 5.3 million viewers. Piper has hired a new manager, Treat Taylor. Sounds like a drag queen. <laughs> At P3. P3 is struggling, and Piper discusses her worries with Phoebe. Treat is the most successful promoter in the Bay Area and thinks he can repeat his success with P3. He ends up radically altering P3's look, which gives Phoebe pause. Everything she's read cautions against making major changes in their lives. Piper, however, is desperate to give P3 a shot in the arm since it's now the sole source of the family's income. Paige arrives and tells her sisters of a house that gives her the creeps. Maybe you should just put on a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) However, attractive man named Finn, whom Paige met at a supermarket, lives there. Phoebe and Piper have their doubts about Paige's creeps, but think Paige should stay away from Finn. All right, so Piper seems to have this notion that she needs to update her bar, be a little bit more modern today with it, whatever you want to call it, because that's their only source of income. So, like, I want to ask you guys, what kind of clubs draws you into them and makes you stay like what is it that you need to see in the club to have you know to make sure that you're a patron there i need good music okay like i like dancing to some hip-hop but if it's all hip-hop i get bored i need like 80s 90s like top 40s i need fun stuff to dance to okay all right what about you, Ryan? What's one of those things that would make you want to like go and stay at a club? Oh, um, I hate to disappoint you, boys, but I'm not really a clubber. I I I very rarely go. Um, but when I when I do enjoy, uh, on the occasion when I do go, I usually like to uh, pick a club that has uh, high tables. Uh, so I can have somewhere to put my drink as I talk with people. And so the, the music is loud enough to be fun, but not so loud that I can't have a conversation because I'm, 
I'm much more of a much more of a chatty Cathy than a dancer. I I am an awful dancer. Uh, I, uh, I I I can ice skate, but I cannot dance to save my life. So, um, so that uh, so yeah, I it's I I I'm kind of boring. I don't really go to clubs that much, and I got a lot of great clubs around me, but I'm just uh. I would I would go to like P three like that would I I would I would totally go to P three maybe not so much the spot but I I do like P three and if P three was a club in real life the vibe there would uh, totally jive with me and it is a club where I would enjoy hanging out. Yeah no you guys make good points and you're not boring for not liking to go to the club there's a lot of people like that but. Um, I would say, yes, music is definitely number one for me. Uh, it, it really depends on the people that I company with also. I, uh, clubs in, in my sort of circle of friends, if I go and, you know, there isn't good music to dance to, then I have to really enjoy the people that I'm with. Otherwise, I will see a club for what it is, which is overly crowded, too loud, and I, I'm just bored out of my mind. <laughs> so, yes, music is definitely important. I'm a big people watcher, so a few dancers here and there do not – is not a bad thing. You know, any, <laughs> any, any go-go dancers, I'm totally down for. So that too. But, yeah, music is definitely important. Um, we also see Paige. She's getting the shivers around this horrible house. Did you guys have a haunted house in your neighborhood? Or was there a house you just did not go near? Yes. In fact, uh, the neighborhood uh, I lived in for my early childhood, there was a house which was a, a dead ringer for the one that was uh, on the episode. It was one, two, three houses up from uh, my house. And it was, I think, had suffered some kind of fire damage like way before moved into the neighborhood. And... Uh, th another thing that's very interesting about this house, and it's kind of witchy, is there was a uh, back, um, I guess kind of like, uh, I guess like a sunroom on that was built on the back of the house, but they built it around a tree. And so this tree is growing up through the middle of this sunroom, and it's, the tree's alive, it, you know, it, you know, it, and so they just, they built the room around this tree. And between the fire damage and a tree quite literally growing up through the house, it had haunted house written all over it. And there is a green light that was uh, somewhere in the house. So whoever owned it just had you know, a light that was on. But, you know, why it was green, I'm sure that was their way of having fun with the neighborhood kids to try to try to creep them out. Uh, but my sister and I would ride our bikes and other friends in the neighborhood and we were all convinced that it was uh, indeed a haunted house. And even after my family moved out of that neighborhood, the house is still very much the same thing. So uh, maybe one day I will go back and see it. That's actually kind of badass. Yeah, that's scary. I love that tree thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be worried about like bugs and stuff like creeping in um, mm -hmm. into the house. But yeah, that that's actually kind of badass. <laughs> um, what about you, Sean? So unfortunately... <laughs> The haunted house in the neighborhood was my grandparents' house. Um, they, my grandpa wasn't taking care of the house, so all the paint was like peeling off the outside, and it just looked really bad. And my parents, when I was 10, actually bought the house from them, so we moved in. 
my dad like fixed it up. All the neighbors like loved us because we made the property value come up like a bunch. But I had a lot of stuff happen to me in that house. So it was literally haunted. Oh, crazy. <laughs> crazy. Ooh. I, I did have. Yeah. I did have one in my neighborhood. Um, I don't really have any brilliant stories or anything about it. But the look of it, me and my friends just created a story about it. And made it haunted just from our own <laughs> imaginations. I don't think there was like a neighborhood story about it or anything like that. We just had fun pretending it was. Gotcha. But it but it did fit like the description and everything. It was about a little less than a mile away from where I lived. And we would ride our back bikes past it and just kind of like get creeped out by it or whatever. So, yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, so... Paige is getting this hunch, this this idea that something evil is going on in there, but she is still new to the craft. So Piper is very hesitant on like just going by her instincts and just being like, oh, Paige must be onto something. And I'm sure it's because she's new to the craft and all that. But I mean, if you were Piper, do you fully trust her or do you, you know, go in with the hunch? Because I think a big part of the first three seasons is that they always went by instincts and didn't follow rules and did the things they thought was right. And so why can't Paige be a part of that? You know, like, would you trust her right away? Um, I can see why Phoebe does. Cause Phoebe has been more of that instinct person in past seasons, not to the extent that Paige is, but you know, somewhat more, but Piper, I get why Piper's not trusting her. Cause she's always been very much run by her logic so I like the way it's kind of causing this new kind of um, push and shove between the sisters. And I like that it brings something fresh to the show. Mm -hmm. No, I hear you. I think that probably a chief reason why Piper is having a difficult time in accepting Paige is if she accepts Paige as a witch slash white lighter, uh, that acceptance means that Prue is like like gone gone. Like the door is like the door is actually shut. And so I think what we're witnessing here in the last you know couple of episodes is Piper kind of working through the stages of grief at her own pace. And so by you know not accepting her, then there's still you know it's like Prue is still there uh, in spirit, so to speak. And so yeah, that makes but, sense. But by and then accepting her means that she has taken Prue's place. So as long as Piper doesn't accept her, she hasn't taken Prue's place. And uh, and I think that's reflected in some of the dialogue, uh, you know, and the imagery that we have at the club is this uh, whole idea of um, the 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 power of three. Because right now, Piper just sees the power of two because she she's not you know quite uh, ready to allow somebody else to come in and ostensibly take Prue's place. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I get that. Do you think part of why Paige has these kind of senses has anything to do with the fact that she's part white lighter? Well, we do get into that. They, Ooh. yeah, they do talk about that in the episode. So yeah, we'll definitely discuss that when we get there. Uh, so Finn uh, rides up to the creepy house with a young woman named Claudia on his motorcycle. Uh, he leads her into the house, and they find it dark. So Finn says that uh, he should check the circuit breaker and leaves Claudia alone. Okay, <laughs> I, I you know I, I I don't have any words. I don't have any words. Right? For this. this this is just 
I mean, even in the 90s, like, this is so bad. So bad. No, this is actually early 2000s, but either way, like, really, woman? But here's the thing. Don't we all go through that same crap when we go on apps and meet people and for whatever reason, we're going over to people's houses, not knowing who they are, and we do the same thing. But I'm not going to be left in the dark and have somebody go check on a circuit breaker. I was like, nope, we can go somewhere else. Like, I'm not I'm not staying. And the house is creepy on top of that. Like, I'm going to judge, and mm-hmm. I'm not going in there. <laughs> um, so, but, oh, go ahead. But, I mean, Finn is so incredibly hot. I think he would, I would go anywhere. He, he would tell me to go. I'd be like, oh, uh, yes. Uh, wherever (laughs) you want, whatever you want to do, lights on, lights off. I don't care, but you are mine for the next, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And I am going to make the the most use of my time. Finn is a good looking guy. I, and plus I like creepy houses. I want to live in a haunted house one day. Like, if I could buy a haunted house, I totally would. That's my American dream. My American dream's not a Cape Cod house with a white picket fence. My American dream is a is a haunted house, even if I can't watch TV. That I that's that's what I want. You are every serial killer's dream right now. <laughs> a shadowy figure, Gamel, fires lightning from a rod and. Claudia is now only a few inches tall. Cue the credits. And cue Sean being right about what this episode's about for once. I know, you actually got it. <laughs> Somebody gets shrunketed. <laughs> Very good. So were you okay with having this be sort of the topic of the episode is him shrinking people. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Okay. Very good. So yeah. Also, I didn't get a chance to watch this episode with Sean. So anything that he says is news to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So you were actually okay with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Phoebe interviews for a job and does very poorly. It seems that Phoebe feels that she should get a job and help out with a lot of the bills and stuff. And so she is reluctant to answer some of the questions, honestly, fearing she might out herself as a witch. Woman, like, you know how to lie. Like, she could have got through this interview with a, you know, with a good, I don't know. She's just like, nope, I don't want to answer that. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm really going to hire you. Um, But uh, Paige talks to Leo about the creepy house. So she suspects that her white lighter side is being stirred by the house. Leo agrees that it's worth looking into and suggests that Phoebe check out, check it out as Paige needs to return to work. So in this scene, I believe that we see these little figurines um, and it should give you pause anytime that you now see them in stores. If I see little figurines that kind of look like that, I'm like, what if a soul is like stuck in them? (laughs) They were creepy, but they look pretty real. Yeah, they look creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Rob, you you left out how soon as the credits are over, that very next couple of sequences is uh, just taken right out of the prologue of A Nightmare on Elm Street and how you see the close-up of the hands and, and the in the tool bench and, mm-hmm. like, the table and everything. Like, that is, that is straight up out of a nightmare on elm street and i uh just uh, i loved it it was it, it was all of two seconds long or whatever but it was it was enough for me to 
that say Charmed is uh, tipping their hat, and I appreciate it quite a lot. It's a good observation. I did not catch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I did notice, though, and I don't know if you noticed this, Sean, usually when things are being orbed in and out, whether it's Leo or an item, that everyone has to stand perfectly still. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> and I wonder if that is part of the effect, like they can't do it if things are moving. I mean, I've seen them orb in motion but it's just so funny it's like anytime leo like orbs like mid kiss or something like they have to stand perfectly still and i think it was when Paige was like if i only had a pen and paper and then they were like perfectly still while it appeared in her hand (laughs) (laughs) it's like let me ask if sean noticed the same thing i did Treat has changed P3's name to The Spot. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, right? It is the most disgusting name for a club ever. The Spot. The Spot. I'm surprised the logo doesn't have a giant G on it, and then it's called <laughs> The Spot. That's exactly what it was referencing. So bad. And it's based on polling that suggested most people thought P3 was a parking garage. Piper is reluctant <laughs> to take such a drastic... drastic drastic Mm -hmm. step but goes along phoebe checks out the house and spots a closet full of dolls with petrified looks on their faces gamma walks in on her and shrinks her gamma pursues her as she runs among the clutter and he chases her through the house with a vacuum cleaner (laughs) i love this scene i love seeing her like flying in the air trying to hold on oh no it definitely gave honey and shrunk the kids vibes yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah and like it's a simple effect to do but it just looked so effective well i was gonna ask you how you thought the effects were i guess with her looking very miniature amongst like how how did that look to you i thought it looked good yeah it worked for it i think it looked good too for Mm -hmm. sure it's just cheesy enough to where I can really uh, appreciate it, uh, but you know, by and large, uh, no pun intended, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was actually pretty good, but but it was it was just just cheesy enough to where it was still entertaining, and it just kind of it just you know, really fits the show, and uh, so it was. Uh, anytime they were tiny it was fun except the, the logic didn't quite work you know that later on it's like i can fly because i i'm smaller it's like well no gravity is kind of a constant so <laughs> i don't really i don't know about that but yeah i i thought i thought it was a cool effect too mm-hmm. so two things with this first of all phoebe don't go in the house by yourself without backup just use cop rules witches and cops should follow somewhat of the same rules the door opens by itself. She's like, oh, get a spine. No, fuck you, bitch. Get <laughs> brains. Like, do not walk in by yourself. You have no idea who's in there. No idea of what it looks like in there. Unless you heard specifically that there was some kind of distress, don't go in there. It was weird. But <clears throat> her vision, I thought, was scary as fuck. I, I think that was like her creepiest vision she's had. Yes. Just the way that he looked and the way that he pops out and shrinks her and she's like yelling. And then Finn turns his head like such a predator in the bar. I don't know <laughs> if you remember the vision that well, but I was like, if I had saw that, I would have ran so quick, just like Phoebe tried to. But in response, she drops one of them and it yeah. breaks. And I was like, wow, Phoebe, you just killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was pretty messed up, but she shouldn't have gone in there in the first nope. place by herself. 
All right, Leo and Paige orb to the spot. Paige is worried after Phoebe didn't meet her at the creepy house. Leo can barely sense Phoebe, so Piper and Paige head for the house. They leave just as workmen tear down the P3 sign. Piper isn't all that concerned. In her view, P3 doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's kind of harsh saying that in front of Paige. I do see what Mm -hmm. she's saying, Um, especially money-wise. Prue did invest into the club where Paige did not put in any money. So (laughs) technically she's right, but that's kind of fucked to say. Um, I will also point out that I love Piper with this. And again, this is just a testament to what the show is, is that they're sisters first, which is later. And as a sister, you don't go to my husband looking for permission to do something I told you not to do. But as a witch you know good for you your instincts are right but that's kind of jacked like what do you think sean like is that a sisterly thing to do no that's jacked yeah i agree (laughs) i agree i wouldn't have gone to leo like that especially putting leo in the middle of it all too is kind of messed up but i guess good for leo for being able to make a decision and not always taking her side yeah yeah uh you know the priorities weren't exactly in the right place you know so she was uh not um not being too sensitive and if somebody did that to me i think i might be a little pissed off too so i can completely understand where piper's coming from okay so gamel is about to suck phoebe into the vacuum when finn (laughs) interrupts him uh phoebe sees claudia on a shelf covered in clay and feebly calling for help uh Piper, Paige, and Leo arrive at the house. Finn's motorcycle is in the driveway. Piper offers to freeze whoever answers the door, but Leo doesn't like that idea. She still doesn't have a handle on her powers and might blow him up instead. Leo reluctance to orb in, fearing exposure of magic in case whoever's inside isn't magical themselves. Paige offers to lure Finn out. Piper is very reluctant, but Leo convinces her to let Paige try. So... What do, why do you think I don't know if this is meant to be like a um like a story progression or a character progression but like they constantly are showing us um them talking over Paige and not really listening to what she has to say like anytime she tries to speak up or intervene or try and like put her two cents in they completely shut her out like is, do you think that's like a run on joke or is that just a tale of like we're still not including you in this because you're still green no i think uh ryan hit a good point earlier because they're not over prue's death completely so um i think they're just not trusting her accepting her fully as a witch yet and as i was watching the episode i literally noticed that they put her in green a lot in this episode so i wonder if that is a visual way of showing like you the green girl yeah 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 (laughs) Um, I personally, I, I, I mean, I don't really find it funny. I don't think it's, you know, something, and I don't think they're like being overly rude. I'm not like, oh, how dare you ignore her. But it's just funny how they continue to just show more example of like, we don't really care what you think. We just need you because we need the power of three, you know? <laughs> and ever since the very first episode, we've watched her. The woman has ideas. The woman comes up with a lot of great, ways to do things and she gets shit done and as we find out um as as i go along you know she pulls out the sucker and she goes oh it's a lure like she knows how to flirt right 
Oh, most definitely. And I, I, it, it kind of made me want to go to Walgreens and buy myself a sucker. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then maybe on one of my infrequent trips to the club, I will just show up with a sucker and I will, uh, just give it, uh, the, uh, page treatment and see if it, uh, brings all the boys to the yard, just like it <laughs> did in this one. Didn't you love Leo's um, little burn on Piper? She's like, after I told her not to do it, she, and Leo's like, well, she has that Hollowell hearing. Yeah. <laughs> like these women do not listen. Those two were kind of funny today. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Phoebe levitates up to Claudia and knocks some of the clay off of her. Before they can flee, however, Gamel traps them. Paige knocks on the door and Finn answers. He invites her in, but she is reluctant. Good girl. I love it. She stood her ground. It was like, eh, I'm not going in there. But she did cave. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. And I'm glad that Finn, you know, said something. He was like, however, uh, he developed a little guilty conscience and decided to leave um, with Paige instead. So I like this because Gamel hints that he never gave Finn a conscience. What did you think about that when he said that? If there was any thought at all, Sean, did you think like I never gave you a conscience? Um, it struck me as kind of like a dark Pinocchio story in okay. a way, and I I was into that. Okay, <laughs> look at you, I was into it. I'm into that. <laughs> no, it's um, funny you say that. I was also getting dark Pinocchio vibes uh, from it, with maybe a little um a little Tin Man as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. but instead of uh, you know being uh, you know being a brain, it's uh, you know a, a conscience. Uh, I'm sorry, the the sc- sc- scarecrow. And so so I was getting uh, so some Pinocchio, some scarecrow, and uh, so it's funny you mention that because I I was thinking the same thing because you know he's he's not a little wooden boy, he's a a little a little clay boy. So <laughs> I, I think I, I I like that. I think that was um, it 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 showed that uh, his creations. Uh, can you know, possibly evolve? Well, that's the thing. It's like he is the one being sent out there to lure these women in. He has more interaction with humans. So, of course, he's going to develop some kind of conscience just being around them. So it's sort of like a nurture sort of aspect with him that he was capable of doing something he thought he couldn't. And Gamel, never leaving the house and constantly just being shut in, why should he have any kind of empathy for anything, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. and also because he's a demon, but that's just kind of the difference between those <laughs> two is that he leaves and just develops more of a conscience. So. I like how you said that, like it's an aside. Also, I guess he's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, like I said, Paige's flirting here is top notch. This is the yes. Rose McGowan that I know. And she was like, I guess I just got tired of waiting for you to come to my doorstep. I was like, get it, bitch, get it. I love it. She did very well. With Finn out of the house, Leo and Piper orb in. They find a collection of figurines of young women in terrified poses. Phoebe calls out to Piper and Leo, but is too small for them to hear her. They leave empty-handed. Gamel hears Leo speak of the power of three and is delighted to have a charmed one in his power. He covers Phoebe and Claudia in clay, intending to catch and shrink Piper and Phoebe before throwing them all in his kiln. Leo and Piper consult the Book of Shadows and find the entry on Gamel, known for collecting one-of-a-kind figurines. 
He was once very handsome, but one of his intended victims, a witch, cursed him and made him hideous. I feel so bad for Robert because that was his face. They're just saying he ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, didn't he have like some sort of burns or something on his face? Yeah, he had some like burns. See, Uh, it's another it's another uh, Freddy callback because of course uh, he was like we have the kiln, the the scars, you know, uh, you know, hideous, and so I I love all those little things, and so without being like really on the nose with it you know charmed was able to have a lot of fun because they knew who they had in the show but the show needed to still be charmed it needed to be about the charmed ones not uh not our uh uh, you know horror royalty guest star but i like how you you do have those little moments uh throughout so if you're uh, a freddy fan a horror fan you can appreciate it and for those that don't know freddy that well of course you kind of have to be living under a rock or just have (laughs) awful taste in movies uh you know that you don't feel like you're not in on a joke so you still get a great show experience yeah i agree all right and finn goes back to Paige's apartment and tells her about gamel and himself to Paige's shock finn reveals that gamel made him so uh just going back to gamel for a second so sean you you pretty much got a really good sense of robert england's character in this like what did you think of his guest starring role so far like that he was chosen for this like yeah um i noticed a lot of what ryan talked about of the callbacks to freddy like especially in like the sweeping shot with the fire in the beginning and just the way he's in this old dilapidated house and he's like always in the shadows so just the fact that they built him up that way, I thought he was a pretty cool villain. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of terrifying to see these like these little clay figures yeah. and just knowing that there's people, souls inside them, and they never really showed like if they're savable or not. Yeah. And I, I like to say, you know, England being the actor that he is and how iconic he is that he wasn't too good to be on a show like charmed also, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think it's cool that he is such a horror fan and anything sort of in this supernatural realm, he's sort of game to do. And, you know, hope I I wish I had more access to a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, but I wonder if they seeked him out for this or, you know, did he see the part and audition for it? You know, anything like that? Was it written for him? You know, I, I just think it's so cool that he allowed himself to do more TV because he started in TV mm-hmm. and then did movies. But it was nice for him to kind of go back without any hesitation. So hopefully he had a good time on there. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think he had a great time. And it's just a testament to his love of the genre. And because, I mean, most everything he does is, you know, indie B movies. I mean, so that's a bulk of it. And I, I really respect that because, you know, you, you know, it's, it's not just a paycheck, you know, granted, uh, he enjoys making money just like any of us enjoy making money. But I think for him, he, he just, you know, strikes me as an actor who it's like, yeah, this is my job, but I'm also doing it because I absolutely love it. So if there's a role that I like, I'm going to do it. I, you know, it, you know, you know, regard, you know, it's the, like the focus isn't the money. The focus yeah. is having fun and um, you're just uh, really connecting with your fans. And I, I think it's a, a great choice of uh, Aaron Spelling or whoever did the casting, you know, uh, on this episode. It, and it feels like it was written for him. So I guess, you know, we may never know. I'd like yeah. to think it was. Uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, 
it's a, he's a very special actor and because he that he loves to entertain us yeah i i really wish that this page in the book was in my dvd collection book of shadows it would have been so cool to have his artwork in in the book for me to to see anytime but i i really liked his artwork likeness in the book of shadows. Yeah. i thought that was cool <laughs> that was um, also, I was super jealous of Paige, who got to fill this man's Ooh. <laughs> tummy. Oh. <laughs> I was mm. like, what are you doing? He, she was like, give me your hand. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, uh, I, I had to I had to grab an ice cube and just run it up and down uh, my uh, my throat and my chest because it was whew. It was, uh, it, uh, I, I, I would have, uh, I would have been on him in, in a heartbeat. Uh, here, one hand here, I'll give you two hands and I'll show you where I'm going to put them. <laughs> Piper and Leo go to the spa to look for Paige and are shocked to discover that Treat has hired us scantily clad waitresses <laughs> who are dancing on the bar. I mean, this is obviously a dude's bar now, which I thought was weird. I mean, he's a top promoter, and all of a sudden, it just turns into this bro bar. Let's just say it, Coyote Ugly. Yeah, apparently. Coyote Ugly, exactly. (laughs) uh, A bouncer almost kicks Piper out before Treat recognized her. And Treat tells them that Paige left. I like how she was, like, pointing the finger, like, "Eh, eh, eh, it's my club, I own the bar. because the spot isn't the kind of place she wants to be in. Oh, I love it. Yeah, she was like, we left because your bar sucks now. <laughs> you're yes. trying to be too cool, and when you try, you usually aren't cool. Uh, so they uh, arrive at, uh, to find Paige at Paige's apartment, examining Finn. I freaking love this <laughs> oh. part so much. It was so funny. Did you notice that when she goes off to look at who's at the door, her mouth is like half open. Yep. Like she did that yep. on purpose. Yep. And he's just standing there. She knew what she was doing. Why did she have to get on her knees to examine him? But Piper clearly thinks Paige is a whore because she immediately was like, I can't leave you alone for two seconds and you're already like getting with the demon boy. It was so <laughs> funny. But um, so she, so it turns out that Finn is a golem made out of clay. He didn't have a belly button. So when Piper said this though, I don't know if you guys noticed this, Leo turned his face and it wasn't because he was embarrassed or like wanted to give her privacy, but it was because he was about to laugh. He almost broke character. Really? Yes, you can clearly see it. Like at first, his head's just down, and then all of a sudden, he starts to chuckle, and then the camera pans off of him. What made him chuckle? Because of what Piper said, Piper totally read her (laughs) to be this slutty person, and he could not stop. But it was just the look, the way that she just like quickly snapped away from his (laughs) pelvic area and just looked at her with that look on her face. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. Uh, so he reveals that Gamel's stock and trade is shrinking women and turning them into dolls for his collection. Piper is horrified. The figurines were actually real women, and Piper wants to storm the house and have Finn distract Gamel, but Paige is unwilling to use an innocent as bait, so she wants to find a spell to reverse Gamel's shrinking spell, but Piper thinks by the time they do, Phoebe will be dead. So they ask Leo for help, 
However, Leo, thinking the sisters rely too much on him and not enough on each other, just orbs away. So, mm, do we think that this is the best and appropriate time for Leo not to sort of play mediator between those two and just thinks like they're going to get through this? Um... They needed to have that lesson told to them because they do just keep turning to him and he can't always be the moderator. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Phoebe's life is on the line, so they kind of need help. But well, Cole did the same he, thing. I think he like orbs away and like he can still see what's going on. And so I, I was never worried one minute that if things really went south that he would, you know, he would be right in there. But I, I think this this was a valuable lesson and a I, I a time in which they needed to grow and not use him as a crutch so much. Yeah. Did you guys notice at the club how all the ladies were all over Leo? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And he even turns back as they're walking out. (laughs) (laughs) He was enjoying himself. I love, he was even watching the dancers on the bar too. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Stretch for time. Piper and Paige flip a coin. If it comes or it comes up tails, with you know a little extra help there mm-hmm. <laughs> so piper page and finn head for the manor gamel's waiting for them he kills finn with an energy beam and shrinks the sisters with his shrinking ray he covers them with clay and sands them up next to phoebe gamel fires up his kiln and gets ready to throw claudia in it piper suggests page orb out of the clay it's still wet enough that it'll collapse off her if she does Paige isn't sure she can pull it off. She's never consciously orbed before. Orbs. They're balls. <laughs> <laughs> However, with Piper's encouragement, Paige orbs out long enough for the clay to collapse. She kicks the clay, which I thought was so funny. She barely kicks it, and it just like yeah. falls apart. Explodes. Yeah. <laughs> um... She kicks the clay off of the others and calls for Gamel's wand. Piper activates the wand with her blasting power, and the sisters shrink Gamel. The three then vanquish him. Or vanquish? Who am yeah. I, you? <laughs> <laughs> with the spell that Phoebe created. Am I Phoebe? Uh, well, we we can all read it. Well, not all, but yeah, you and I can read it, because they had to say it together. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you're just going to be the power of two. Yeah, well, you don't have the... I didn't send the spell to you. You don't send it to me. You're lazy. <laughs> I know, I forgot. I totally forgot. It is written here, though. Do you want to say it with us, Ryan? Yeah. Send, <laughs> you want send to say it to Ryan. Okay, so this is how Piper did it. Remember you're treating how Phoebe... me like Paige. Mem- <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how Phoebe did it? Phoebe said it, and then we repeated it. And then she said it. So go ahead and say it, and then say, and then we'll say it together again. Just do one line at a time. Okay. Okay. Small of mind. Small, Small of, of mind. mind. Big of woe. Big of big woe. of woe. The pain you caused. The, the pain, pain you caused. caused. You now will know. You now. You now will, will know. know. <laughs> okay. And the sisters and Claudia return to full size. The sisters and Leo meet at the spot where Dave Navarro is playing. They decide to get the old club back. Leo heals the P3 sign. Oh, very cute. 
So this is something that I did not notice before. When uh, Finn was killed, did you guys listen for the clay like breaking? You, did yes, you hear how it... I heard. It. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. So apparently, he just turned to clay and just like you know, just clunked on the floor. But this is something I didn't notice before. It was a ray, red sort of ray, like this laser beam that kind of hit yeah, him. Yeah, like Cyclops shot him. Yeah. Yeah. But this was Gamel's individual power. I did oh. not know. I thought that came from the wand the entire time because he uses his own ray to activate the wand. So the wand shoots out the lightning. Do you remember it needs that like thrust? So I didn't know Gamel had an individual power. Hmm. I thought that was really, I, I, but it was just something that I noticed. And how the fuck did he get in the house? Oh, yeah. How did he even know where they lived? The door was unlocked. Of course. I just wanted yeah. you to say that, Sean. They always leave the door unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've By heard the because end- they get so sick and tired of having to go to the Home Depot all the time. I mean, that house, <laughs> that, the house has been rebuilt so many damn times. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of this episode, I was over the word kiln so much. I was like, <laughs> they said it so many times. I'm like, I'm over this word. I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. By the end of this episode, I'm over the word gamble. <laughs> uh, but um, this is something that I noticed with gamble. When he I said getting, I'm over that word. <laughs> when he was getting shrunk, notice that he was like kind of twirling and looking around at himself as he was like shrinking. It reminded me so much of Freddy. Yeah. Just the way. Because do you remember in part five when like, I think it was like when the kid was like running around or doing something or I can't remember what Alice was doing, but he like turns around and like notice it. I don't know. There was just that pose I saw. That's when Freddie came out for me is when he was like positioning himself to like look up at them. And yeah, it just reminded me so much of that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Any comments on Navarro and his musical stylings? Did you know the song, by the way? I don't, because I think this is more when he did his solo stuff, which I didn't follow, which it's funny, though, because for some reason, I think I've done this before, I always think Dave Navarro was the singer for Filter. Okay. So, like, I got this song from Filter stuck in my head, and I listened to it, like, three times on the way to work, and it's not even him. (laughs) (laughs) The song is, um, Hey Man, Nice Shot, if you know it. Okay. All right. Well, that is the end of episode five. Sean, what did you think of Size Matters? Rob, Ryan, I freaking love this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. I just, I liked all the Freddy stuff. I thought, I thought like he was actually a really scary villain. And the whole thing with shrinking people into dolls was creepy. But it was still fun seeing like the sisters frozen in clay. And actually... This one, I think, had such an intricate story that I would have actually not minded to this to be like a two-parter or a short movie or something. Because mm-hmm. like everything with Finn could have used more explaining where he came from, why he was made, all that kind it of stuff. It really sucks. that I mean, he was just killed in such the quickest uh, anticlimactic way. Mm-hmm. But it was a shocker. I-, I forgot that he had, you know, died inside of the house. You know, it's supposed to be the safest place where they always take their people. And then what do you know? place not even safe anymore mm-hmm. but um yeah no i agree this episode is fun to watch i enjoy the cameo or not cameo but the guest star of robert england and i i, I enjoy the story it furthered page into the group even more um so there was a bit of you know progression but how low-key was this victim though i mean villain i mean 
unless Paige didn't get the shivers, like we would have never found out about this dude. He does not mm-hmm. rock the boat or make waves. He's super under the radar. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like he's uh, living in a dream world. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the scariest um, villains, though the ones that you don't you don't even recognize as a villain. Exactly. You know, he could have walked in a grocery store and just looked like a kindly older man. Yeah. Um, so you know, if this mo- if this episode did teach any teenage girls anything, don't go into strangers' homes, even don't when they're hot. Break- right? Just stay away. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad, very bad. Okay. So some notes for this episode. Oh, actually, Sean, worth the wait. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, worth the wait. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple of notes from this episode. Uh, Famous R&B artist Alicia Keys technically made an uncredited appearance in this episode as a VIP patron at P3. So apparently somewhere when the VIP bouncer stopped them, Alicia Keys was somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, so I'll have to look out for that if I watch it again. But I've never noticed that before, so that's interesting. Uh, the house used for shooting this episode in real life is located in the same development as the Hollowell Manor. So somewhere in that, I guess, neighborhood, we may even be able to see this house. You thought it was the Monster's House. It looked like the Monster's it House. It did look like the Monster's House. It did. Yeah. So the house was actually used to shoot uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller mm. music video. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, executive producer Brad Kern stated in an interview for Charmed magazine um, that, in his opinion, this episode has the worst title of any episode in the entire series. So, Wedding from Hell is the worst episode ever. This episode has the worst title. Is it because it like references? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that speaks to him, but yeah, he just thought the title was just kind of lame. I don't know. I like the title. I th- I I mean I I I it's uh I like the double entendre, but it's also it is quite literally describing the what we're encountering in the show. So I yeah. I think the t- I think the title works great. It, it's certainly memorable. This is probably yeah. one of the show titles uh kind of like chick flick when I uh, with the the last show that I got to talk to you guys about the last episode. It's just uh I mean it's like it's catchy and memorable. And yeah. I, I like it. I don't know what that guy was thinking. I, I think I think the <laughs> <Yeah>. title rocks. <laughs> this is the first uh, season four episode without Cole. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the opening credits, they did not show him as a cast member. In fact, they took out all of his clips and just replaced it with the girls using their powers. I think that's part of the reason why I love this episode so much. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, sometimes they do do that and and they'll just remove somebody who's not in the episode. I don't know if they keep this trend going throughout the rest of the season, but he is a full cast member. So I am surprised they didn't show him, but I don't think they showed Daryl either. I think they just stopped that Brian Krause and then just went on to the random clips. All right, fellas, it is time to do Hot Man Meter. Yay! <laughs> we have three people to possibly put on our top ten list. Let's start with our Gollum. It's Finn, played by Ronaldo Rosales. Sean, 
Does this gentleman make your top 10 list? Even though he wasn't a wooden boy, he's giving me wood. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) he is going on my list, Rob. All right. So where on your list is he going? I'm going to, I don't want to get too crazy, so I'll put him under Shane. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of see him on top of Shane. Oh. <laughs> so Finn is your number two. Boom. Wow. Okay. Now you have a total of eight men now. I'm horny. Hot man beater with Shane is still number one and Cole as your number eight. I guess you can say my, if I had to be one of the seven deadly sins, it would be less Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, even though I'm a big fan of belly buttons, I'm going to put Finn on my list anyway. (laughs) Um, I'm going to put him under Wyatt. He will be my latest man on my meter, and he is my number seven, with um, Shane is still my number one. All right, Ryan, so you said that you are doing Hot Man Meter this this uh this season. So why don't you give us your list, including Finn? Where would he go if he makes your list? Okay, well, I'm I'm picking one per episode, so I so I I just don't see the need to get to ten too quickly because I'm I'm quite choosy about which men get on my meter, and so uh, so I'm only As picking out be. I'm only picking out one per episode. So I so this is uh, technically the fourth episode because the part one and two premieres kind of wonky so uh my list includes um uh shane uh leo uh billy and of course finn because like sean finn is also giving me wood and he would definitely appreciate the size so um so we're gonna go with uh finn at numero uno and so then oh we have wow. Shane, uh, followed by Billy, and then Leo. Okay. All right. Uh, next on the list is Tree Taylor, our club promoter, played by Richard McGregor. Sean, does he make your top ten this week? He does not get to find my the spot, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, he is not making my list either. Unfortunately, I was not digging the bro vibe he was given. He seemed he was a cool, douchebag. I don't know. He, he seemed kind of cool, a douchebag. I mean, he was doing his job. I mean, this is what the people want, apparently. But yeah, uh, Ryan, does he make your list? Uh, no, he does not get into my club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we have our villain of the week, Gamel, played by Robert England. Um, I feel like he is not the man of my dreams. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Look up a picture of Robert England when he was on the television show V. That man was so handsome and lovable and he even played a good character. Back then, he would have made my list. But today, Gamble does not make my top 10 this week. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid not. I, I, I love Freddie, but uh, unfortunately, he, he's not going to. Um, he, he doesn't quite make the hot man meter list. I will say this though, him with the beard is actually pretty nice. 
Hmm. I actually do dig him when he's got the full beard going on. And yeah, when he's clean shaven, kind of like in this one, it's like, eh. I think okay. it reminds me too much of Freddie, and so I can't really stick <laughs> right? it in my head, right? <laughs> All right, well, we just updated our list. Did any of these men make your list? Uh, make sure to update your list each episode because at the very end of the season, I'm going to ask for all of your lists to be turned in so I can create one charmy top 10 hot man meter of season four. Uh, remember that you can always tweet us and um, send us an email with your list at bwthpod at gmail.com. So before we get, uh, before we uh, close out our episode, we have to do MVP. Sean, who is MVP this week? Um, Choice is obvious to me. This is going to someone who was awesome enough to come into this episode and just kill it. It goes to Robert England for being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. He's totally. MVP. Hands down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did a wonderful job playing um, such a simple villain, but standing out so much. I mean, he didn't really get enough, like, you know, work around with, you know, like location. He just stood behind a wall for the most part, but he was creepy as hell and he, he, he did his part very well. So, yes, MVP for me with Robert England. Uh, to your point, Rob, uh, he wasn't given a lot to do, but I, I don't think it was to the character's detriment. I think it, like, the character works, and only he could pull off a character that really has minimal screen time, but when he's on it, just takes command of it and is just larger than life. And, and that's what we come to expect from such a charismatic actor such as Robert England. Uh, the, uh, his uh, ability to command the screen is just, you know, uh, uh, you know, unparalleled in so many respects. And so I think that he's clearly uh, MVP, and, and I kind of like it. In this episode, we have a villain as MVP when, you know, you know normally you know, it goes to one of the good guys. And so yeah. I like that we get to award a villain for a change. Very cool. Very awesome. Well, uh, Ryan, I want to thank you for joining us and speaking with us on this episode. It was nice having you on the show again, so we appreciate that. Uh, just for being on the show, we're going to send you a sticker of our of our show, and so I'll have to take down your uh, address before we sign off. And, and um, yeah, I'll send that to you for being a guest, so we really appreciate it. No, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's uh, always a charming experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I always have a great time interacting with you guys, and uh, thank you so much for uh, having me on. And uh, it's just I, I when I um, when I knew the fr the Robert England episode was coming up, it's just like oh my gosh, I I have you know it's just I have to be on here. I just I have to you know talk about it, and it's not just because you know, not just because Robert England is a big part of it, but it's it's a it's one of the best written episodes, in my opinion. It ranks way up there, probably in my you know top five out of the series. And That's awesome. I, uh, it's just it, it it's it's another fun one. And and it it was at Halloween, and it's like this is this is a great Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. So next week on Charmed, Sean, a night, K N I G H T to remember. Huh. So, since we've already gone back in time, I'm going to guess that somebody comes forward in time this time. 
Okay. And he's a knight, Rob. He's a knight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will find out next week if Sean was correct on his theory on A Night to Remember, episode six. All right, we will be back next Sunday during brunch. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you all for listening. Remember that we do have a Patreon for anyone who wants to get any kind of extra content as far as bonus episodes, merchandise. We are at patreon.com slash BWTH podcast. And remember to always rate and review our show on any podcast platform that you use. With your word of mouth and great words comes more exposure of our show, and that's just more charmies for us to have. So, again, thank you for being a fan and for listening. Sean, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks, and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>